0: Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig, inspiring kid confidence. The Knot is where you'll find vendors for every wedding. Floral to fawn over. Cakes you almost don't want to cut. Oh, it looks so good. DJs to drop it to. Venues worthy of your grid. Photographers that make every hour golden hour. Really, vendors for any vibe. With the help of fresh reviews and a few useful filters, you can find your vendors faster than you can say, I do. The Knot Vendor Marketplace. Find vendors for every wedding at thenot.com audio. If you're still deciding on your spring break getaway, Amtrak's got just the ticket.
1: Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah Bowen Shea, and I'm here talking and laughing with Amanda Loudon today. Hello, Amanda.
2: Hi, how are you?
1: Oh my goodness, the technical world. It, it tries to thwart <laughs> us at every turn.
2: <laughs> Thank God for Alex, that's all I have to say.
1: Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> yep. Oh my goodness. So, um, so I, the, today's show is um, a repeat from two summers ago, but I want to freshen it up. Um, you know, it's kind of like a um, a DIY, you know, I don't know, show with some rehabbers or something. So I wanted to give it a fresh spin. And in part, largely because I felt like I haven't had you on the show in so long. I'm like, we got to get Amanda into this conversation. So.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it does feel like it's been a, a while. And this was good timing, because I feel like I've been gone a fair amount. And I'm I'm now I've now concluded travel. Well, I guess Till, till toward the end of August, I've I've concluded travel for a while, so okay. yes. Okay,
1: okay, good. <laughs> good, 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 good. So, um, so I guess now that I've alluded to it, I have to tell people what the show is. This is, um, gonna be the the bulk of the the show is gonna be a repeat of episode two sixteen, which is summer running advice. Because I figure the most of the country, including here in the Portland, Pacific Northwest, we are in the grips of a heat wave that just refuses to let go. And so there's tons of good advice in there. It's from June, 2016. My co-host was coach Christine Hinton, who is the OG coach for AMR. She did our training plans and trained like a mother club. And I, th- I found it very fitting then that you would be then the, um, the new co-host on the intro for it because, um, we brought you on board when, uh, Christine, um, went to pursue other professional options. So all sort of circular and, and, um, something so yeah absolutely yeah yeah so um but uh tell us amanda what so with all your travels have you been writing much or are you taking a break from freelance writing or
2: you know i've been um slower this summer by um you know that by intent um to get a little bit of a break Mm -hmm. um and you know i it's it's so it's good i mean we all need to do that (laughs) so (laughs) um i mean i've been writing but yeah so one of the things though that um, i'm excited about that should be coming out any day now um, I got to um, test run some new cookbooks, including oh. second uh, run fast, eat slow. Yes. Which is run fast, eat fast, cook slow. No no. no, 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 run, no. Fast, run, fast, cook,
1: cook, run fast, cook fast, fast eat, eat slow. slow. Yes. yes.
2: <laughs> so I had that. I had three uh, cookbooks written by runners um, that I um, reviewed and wrote about for um, for NBC Better, and that should be coming out any day. But that, that was just, you know, that was a lot of fun to be able to test out all these different recipes and um, have fun with it.
1: So. Awesome. And what were the other two cookbooks?
2: Um, I have the new Runner's World uh, Vegetarian. Oh, cookbook.
1: you do? Yeah. I'm thinking about having that author as a guest. Heather. Later in the yeah, yeah, Heather mm-hmm. Irvine.
2: She'd be great because she's a new mom. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so she would be great. And, and her book comes out, um, I believe hers comes out in September okay October, yeah. or October October hers is October I think
1: October. yeah and uh Shalane and Elise's comes out next, next week. week
2: right yes. yeah mm-hmm. yeah and then the third was by a woman named Jen Hansard who um she is well known for she started this whole green smoothie revolution basically um oh. so mm-hmm. her her first book cookbook was simple green smoothies her follow-up is simple green meals so mm-hmm. um also plant-based, vegetarian kind of approach. So, oh. um, yeah, but um, a lot of fun to have three new cookbooks sitting around to to dabble in. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, so where did you just get back from?
2: Uh, so we just got back from a few days at the Jersey Shore. That's always oh. mm-hmm. um, just a little annual trip of ours. And then prior to that, we were in the Adirondacks for a week. Which mm. was, um, where do you always. go in the Adirondacks? Uh, we go to a little place called Timberlock on Indian Lake, um, which is about... Um, an hour and a half, two hours from, um, like Placid and all the high peaks. So, Mm -hmm. um, but it's very, very remote and we have no connectivity there and, um, it's lovely. And I just, I get kind of sad every time I have to return from there because it's just Mm -hmm. such a happy place for us, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's just, Mm -hmm. it's like, I feel like a week is never enough.
1: <laughs> so. Right, Right. Do you rent <laughs> yeah. a place or do you own a place up
2: there or what? Um, n- neither. There? So it's a. It's kind of a. They call it a family camp. Everyone always says, "Is it like Dirty Dancing?" No, it's not because there's nothing. <laughs> um, because I Patrick Swayze isn't there, of course. Right. He's not there. <laughs> um, shockingly, and um, but it's just it, it's um, they have about 21 cabins and um, of varying sizes. Um, there's no electricity in the cabins, but they're really comfy, cozy cabins. You have indoor plumbing and everything else, and mm-hmm. um, you're right on the lake. They cook three meals a day for you. Oh. Uh, it's, I mean, so every want is taken care of, and you just, whatever you feel like doing, um, you do. And so I, we go with two other families. And oh, how nice. Both, yeah, and both of the women um, are also runners. And they're also super active. And then all of our husbands are like not quite as much. So um, <laughs> it, it's kind of a, a perfect, and then our kids all line up age-wise too. And so it's kind of a, a really perfect mix. And so like the the other two women and I, I mean, we were, we were on the move at all times this trip. And it, it was, you know, hiking and paddleboarding and swimming. Oh, and, you know, my it was wonderful. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. my gosh. So delightful. Wow. Yeah,
2: it really was. Yeah. Wow. Not to well, mention the humidity break, right? I, I just, because being back in Maryland with all the stupid humidity. Um, oh. <laughs> oh
1: my gosh. But were you, cons- were you eaten alive by bugs up in the Adirondacks?
2: That is the downside for oh. sure. Uh, the, the flies. I mean, the oh. stupid flies. <laughs> I can feel a fly biting me right now. Just thinking oh. about it. Yes. <laughs> yes. And in particular when you run, I mean, like you've mm. got to have a hat when you're running or else they'll just like you could you could almost go insane with them circling your head for the entirety yes. of the run.
1: Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep, 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 <laughs> yep. Oh my goodness. Oh, so true. Uh my um my mother had she, my mother a million years ago worked in New York City in the magazine industry and she has a friend from her magazine days. They own a family house on Fourth Lake which is Okay um, and we would go up there and they had a son and a daughter who were the same age as my brother and me. And so we would go up there every summer and I was just too young and, you know, don't have an appreciation for such things. And it's just, it's a beautiful, um, you know, cabin or whatever. What do they call How They call, they have a name for houses up in the Adirondacks, don't they? Not like a lodge, but like a I don't know. I feel there's a, there's a, oh, camp. They call it a camp. A camp. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. They're all
2: they're the great camps because they, yeah. um, they come down from the industrialists who used to have their camps, you know, up there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And this is far more modest than that because my first husband's family is very much tied into Lake Placid. I mean, they are the Lake Placid Shays, And, um, and so, um, we would take when I was married to John, we'd go out sometimes on a you know, powerboat on Lake Placid and get to see all those homes. So it's not the one that we would I would visit as a child, nothing like that, but still, um, but they had, that's funny cause they had electricity, but I remember they did not have running water upstairs. And so you had to use, um, uh, a chamber pot upstairs wow, and, wow. Uh, as a child i just was like oh that is so <laughs> gross and then you know yeah yeah sarah carry the chamber pot downstairs so i was uh, like oh my gosh why do i live in new amsterdam i'm gonna throw it out to the pigs or something like... <laughs> <Excellent>. <laughs> So, oh but now what i would give to swim in fourth lake uh, I
2: mean, yeah it really is the best i think there's nothing better than a mountain lake. Oh, there
1: is nothing. And might I say, I particularly feel that way, Amanda, because yes. uh, as you know, my <laughs> ambition this morning was to swim in the Willamette River.
2: Right. So in tell, Portland. tell yes. us. Tell okay.
1: How it? okay. So, folks, if you visited Portland, the Willamette is the river that divides the east side from the west side it um it's not the it's not the columbia which separates oregon from washington so anyway so and i've been driving john to his ballet school for um this is going on the second week and every time i and it's on the other side of the river and every time i cross the river is just calling my name just being like sarah come swim come (laughs) swim so molly has wednesdays off so i texted her last time like hey molly let's go swimming in the willamette and there's this There's a new beach that I think opened last year and it's called Poets Beach and it has all these stones with um, like big boulders kind of with poems written by school children inscribed into them. And there was this charming one written by Sorsha who's in fourth grade and it was, you know, Sister River, sing your song to me, Mother Earth, (laughs) blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh. So we dropped John off at ballet and then I said, hey, you know, Molly, we can either drive there or we can just stay parked here and walk. And we sort of joke that like, yeah, well, at least we'll get our, at least we'll get exercise by walking because it's like, I don't know, a mile and a half, maybe almost two miles to, it's a mile and a half probably. And good thing we walked because, oh my gosh, so we go down there and the river does not look real pretty when you're up, up close to it. It is not. It was not singing a siren song. Oh. So we get, we get in. And it takes forever to get like above our knees. And there's a roped area. And already I had been thinking I would go outside the roped area because that's how I roll. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So, and then, you know when you turn your head and you look at the surface of of the body of water you're swimming on? (laughs) And that's when you suddenly see everything that's floating there oh and it was I mean (laughs) I'm 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 convinced that their ducks in Portland must not have any feathers because they are all on that river (laughs) just and then debris floating and scum and Uh all this stuff and so I'm like but I gotta get my workout in like right of course (laughs) so 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 I start I go on the other side of the the you know rope and I start doing the breaststroke, but not putting my face in the water. <laughs> and and uh, so and then I'm really like, I'm like an alligator. Like my eyes are exactly the right, or I guess more a crocodile, you know, with my eyes being exactly the same level as the water. And I'm like, screw this. This water is dirty and yucky. <laughs> <laughs> I turned around and I said, Molly, I'm out of here. Like... <laughs> was she in agreement? <laughs> oh, and the, the, all I thought before I said that was, please don't make Molly make me swim in this. Like if she's not on board with <laughs> bailing, like, and she goes, oh, that's fine by me. <laughs> oh
2: my God, thank you. <laughs> so the question is, did you drive to another place or did you just call it a day? So, well, Molly goes, oh, well, and also might I add that while we were parked,
1: when we were parked back at Orion Ballet, I said to Molly, I realized we we're right next to I-5, which is the freeway that goes up to right near where our the, our charming pond is and i said molly you know we could just hop on the freeway and go up to kleinline and she goes no nah, we're here let's go here <laughs> um so as her so molly was so molly has a day off so molly's like oh well you know um we could just stop at la fitness on the way home and go swimming and i'm like i'm recording the podcast at 11 like we don't have time <laughs> Then <laughs> there is a health club, a really nice health club, River Place Athletic Club, that I used to be a member of, Ooh, a stone's throw from this poet's beach, and I'm like, ah, oh, can't we just go like demand that we be let into the right. club? <laughs> We need a trial swim. So, so meanwhile, we have walked three miles round trip. It's a bustling part of Portland. And I am in my bathing suit with a pair of running shorts on and flip flops and a towel around my neck. And all these people are like, <laughs> dressing these cute dresses, going to work, catching you know, public transportation. Oh, that's uh, So, so Molly says, oh, you know, so I think she's going to go swimming this afternoon. But so I got my three mile walk and, you know. Right.
2: That, there you go. Sometimes that's what counts. <laughs> right,
1: right. So already I'm thinking, oh how can I,
2: you know, make my workout tomorrow
1: harder? How can I like ride uh, my bike further on Friday to make up for this? It's like, really, Sarah,
2: like, I know, fan you know, of your life. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a vicious cycle, though. We all do this.
1: <laughs> it is. It is. I, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. So, um, so I alluded to one thing I want to promo so that um hopefully People. We're, we're going to talk about some solutions for creative ways for cooling off, but I did want to promo. We do have some really big name guests coming up, as I alluded to. Hopefully, Shalane and Elise are going to be on. And next week, uh, Dina Castor. Yay. Uh, yes, Olympic medalist. Uh, Tish Hamilton and I are going to be talking to Dina because she has uh, her memoir out. Right. Um, and then Kara Goucher has a book coming out next week. This month, I think, and so Dimity and I are going to speak in person to Kara in September. So awesome in Boulder, yes. So we got some big episodes coming up. So you do,
2: you do, yes.
1: yes. So all right. Well, before we get to the the summer running advice, I think we want to add some advice of our own, and much of it was gleaned from that awesome Facebook post yesterday. I was like, oh, we need visuals to make the little collages that we promote the podcast about, and I'm like, oh, I'll ask people for their summer, you know, pictures of them that really show how hot and sweaty their s- summer running is. And, oh, we got such great photos. Oh. Yeah. oh, my gosh. So, and it suddenly made me realize that people have some really creative ways to cool off.
2: For sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm impressed with this.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah. So, yeah. but first, for starters, do you, Amanda, Coach Amanda, have a creative way that you cool off after?
2: You know, I really don't because I don't think I have access to anything you know, like anything creative or fun. I In mean, your
1: suburban Maryland exists, right?
2: I mean, seriously, I you know, like, uh, here's as creative as I got, and I was at the Jersey Shore <laughs> where I was. Let me just say, oh my gosh, I forgot that running at the beach is one of the hottest things you can do. Um, uh, <laughs> it just is. I mean, that the sun is just unrelenting there, yeah, yeah. I the first day I got out of my you know a little bit later than I would have normally, and I'm like, forget that, it is back to before that sun is up. But uh-huh. um, so when I got back, there there was you know just like a um, one of those spray off faucets to get your oh, get, sure. stand off your feet. And I was like, oh, shoes off, cool down with this. Because um, I just felt just miserable. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, no. And where I live, no, I have no good places to go jump into. I mean, yeah. You know, yeah so no, I just get myself back in the air conditioning that never goes off in the summer. So <laughs> uh, I like do, in August with, with Maryland summers. <laughs> I do
1: daydream about having an outdoor shower to me. Oh,
2: I, that's the simplest pre- pleasure in life, isn't it? I mm-hmm. love it. Oh my yeah. gosh.
1: My friend who lives outside of DC, my friend Meg, they have an outdoor shower and I got to use it when I was visiting her after we went canoeing, and I just was like, "Yeah, this is the life."
2: Oh, um, for sure. Because
1: here in Portland, you could almost use an outdoor shower year round.
2: Yeah, how about you could?
1: I know, so yeah, I do. I and I even have a spot picked out in my mind, like, and we have water the outside there, and so you I should go to, for it. Yeah, it only took Jack thirteen years to finish our front porch. I mean, I don't see why. <laughs> I can have an outdoor shower by the time I retire. I mean, come
2: on. I think so. Add the plumbing element into it, you
1: know. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, so what were, when you looked at those pictures, I mean, did anything jump out at you as um, super clever?
2: Okay, the horse trough. <laughs> I mean, like like the, that, someone <laughs> fills it with cold water and then goes and soaks in there. I mean, I, I think that's really great.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh! And she seemed like the right height. Like her legs were fully extended in that horse trough. Yes. I, I am assuming it was kind of it was de- it seemed designated for that. Like it wasn't like she you know pushed aside some mustangs to get right. To the right. <laughs> 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 and it was. It looked like it was. At, it was after an ultra. She said it was after an eight. Our ultra
2: oh man yeah. yeah that is perfect that really is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah that was that was super sweet
1: I loved the um well first of all the photo of the woman who lives on a lake and has like this twisty curvy kid's slide yes and, and going into it and she just is catching some serious air the photo caught her perfectly she's holding her nose you can just feel the cool water around her as she you know went yes. the surface oh so fun so fun yeah yeah, yeah. And then the, um, I love the woman who run runs to a playground with her kids. And then it sounds like one of the kids was like, hey, mom, why don't you come into the water feature with us? And it's one of those kind of misty, you know, random, you know, the things, I mean, what's the like official name of that other than a water feature?
2: I, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, there's a I don't, you know. yeah, no, water park's too grand of a word for it. Um, yeah, it's yeah. just where, I, they,
1: where they sprays out, and yeah. all, and then, you know, maybe a bucket fills, and when it fills, it dumps, and it's just kind of one of those, you know, things that civic, you know, recreation puts in for their, for their use of their, of their residents of their city, and so, yes, yes, I mean, we definitely have a lot of those here, and it's, um, I, there is one, I mean, there's one at the, um, pond where Molly and I swim. And I oftentimes think, oh, I should
2: just like go stand underneath that and right.
1: get, get washed off instead of going home and taking a shower. But yeah, but that looked very, very fun.
2: Absolutely. Um, yeah. Absolutely. The frozen cubes of noon. That's really? fun.
1: Mm-hmm. Very clever. Yeah. Because that is it. You and I thinking that we need, well, we need a pond to jump in or we need an outdoor shower. It's like, oh, there can be things waiting for you inside.
2: Yeah. Which yeah.
1: I loved the photo of the woman whose own mother Set up the two fans and then the cubed watermelon for I her. I know.
2: That's fantastic. That's such a mom thing. What a good, you I, know. I, I,
1: but also, I mean, when you get good watermelon, that just is heavenly.
2: Yes. Um, yes. Keep
1: it in the fridge. Make sure it's cold. It has that high water content. So it helps hydrate you as well as cool you off.
2: Yeah, for sure. It's yeah. Perfect.
1: Yeah. yeah. And, and then there was a look like a two women who had finished a race and it looked like the race served. Uh, watermelon slices. That was very tasty. Yes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 Annapolis 10 miler does that every year, which is always, you know, whenever I I love
1: that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a little early in the season though for watermelon. I like my watermelon kind of, you know, late July into August.
2: Right, right, right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) then, Then you mentioning that you took your shoes off and got them wet at the Jersey shore. There was the one woman who, um, just said, screw it and kept her shoes on and standing in the stream.
2: (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yeah. I love that too. I'm hoping that she
1: has more than one pair of shoes so that those can sufficiently dry out before her next run.
2: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, And I mean, obviously if someone has a backyard pool, which it sounds like I I know I don't have one, it sounds like you don't have one either. So no, no. um, Yeah. The, it is so tempting to just, you know, peel off what, clothes you want to and then just jump in
2: jump in yeah there's nothing better i think i think that is the ultimate right being able to plunge into water at the end of a hot run
1: Mm -hmm. yeah because also it's oh it's the taking off the the sweaty stuff that that dance to get your sports bra off yes yes yeah Yeah. i gotta say i've not been i i with our heat wave i have not been missing the fact that i can't run I'll, I'll, admit that.
2: That's good. That's good. I mean, at least that helps, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, you yeah. know, I certainly get very sweaty on the endeavors that I do, but particularly being on a bike, it stays a lot cooler. So, yeah. 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 So, all right, well, we're going to take a quick break to hear from a sponsor. So stay tuned for that because when you come back, you will listen to coach Christine Hinton and I talk about summer running advice.
0: Rated T for Teen. Mirage here, Legend of the Apex Games. But you knew that. But you might not know about all the huge changes that just hit Apex Legends. Legends like me can now get personalized upgrades throughout the match for doing some seriously cool stuff. Oh, and there's new limited time modes that make the fighting faster and more, uh, fightier. And don't forget unlockable legends with bonus rewards and the brand new map, Thunderdome. It's my announcer voice. I'm workshopping a new character. You know what? Just go play Apex Legends Breakout, you foozles.
3: The best of Easter begins with a full Honey baked spread. Mm. It's the thing that brings flavor to all the fun and festivities. Ooh. The bites that make all your guests grateful that Easter's here a little early this year. Enjoy the sweet and crunchy glaze of Honey Bakes bone-in half ham, mouth-watering sides, and desserts. Mm. And make this year's Easter the best-tasting one yet. Cheers. Every bite is a celebration with the Honey Baked Ham Company.
1: All right, Christine, so let's start with an important basic question from Amy, and I'm going to say that we're going to only use first names, that I don't butcher last names, maybe just a few (laughs) first names, but um, so Amy wants to know, what does it mean to acclimate to heat and humidity? How does one do that?
3: Yeah, uh, well, you know, I've had... um like you, a lot of experience with running in the heat. I lived in
1: Florida, I lived
3: oh. in South Carolina, I lived in North Carolina, and even in Maryland. It's, it can get pretty hot in the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, so typically, you know, they, they, whoever the, you know, they're the real <laughs> experts, they say, you know, it takes about two weeks of consistently training mm-hmm. um, in the heat for you to acclimate. and yeah so I mean everybody's different it also depends on how often you're getting out there and how long you're getting out there but about I usually say about two to three weeks Mm. Um, and you know and your body will adapt by that repeated exposure and you'll start to feel less strained a little bit more comfortable um, as those weeks go go on but as you're acclimating you want to try to pick the times of the day that aren't as hot initially and you Mm. want to slow down, decrease your intensity, run really early in the morning late at night Make sure that you're, you know, getting your fluids in, and then after two or three weeks, then you might want to say, okay, if your race is like a eight thirty race or something, and you've been getting up at five to run to get the cooler temperatures, you might want to start inching your way up to that, whatever mm-hmm. your race time is going to be, so you can get kind of used to the temperature at that time of day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but it ta- it takes a couple weeks. Um, <laughs>
1: Do, and, and is it true that that um you know getting acclimated to heat means your blood literally thins out a little bit, or is that just total bogus? Um, um they, myth?
3: now okay, so when you're um when you're when you're sweating due to the heat, your mm-hmm. body um diverts blood to your skin mm-hmm. to to make it sweat, mm-hmm. and so there's less blood going to an oxygen because you know your oxygen's hooked up to the the blood. Um, there's less going to your exercising muscles. Mm-hmm. So that kind of reduces the amount of blood available for you to run. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that might be where that's coming from because your, your blood now is going elsewhere.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Cause I just know that, well, I mean, my dad who's from the south, and who loves to kind of spin a tall tale. He he would always talk about like how you know, oh, his blood you know would thin out when he lived down there, and you know, or you you talk to people like in Minnesota, and they're like, oh, our blood's gotten thick over the winter, you know. And so I sort of yeah. Maybe the doctors out there listening are like yelling at their phones, yeah, being like, you something. idiots.
3: Yes, I am not a doctor, so I don't know, but I do know that the blood gets diverted, so yeah. maybe that's part of how yeah. that. started but yeah the blood gets gets shifted to where it's needed and and it's needed at cooling you so
1: yeah yeah I gotta say that I took an hour long run when I was in Maryland on that Sunday, which might have been Mm -hmm. the day that um Addie graduated. I'm not sure if it was Saturday or Sunday. But so um and I just was drenched. It looked like I'd been pushed into a swimming pool at the end of my And it wasn't that hot. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it was so humid. I
3: know, I know, I know. And humidity is a whole nother factor. I know we have a question on humidity coming up, but that's, that adds a whole nother yeah. twist to the whole heat.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what um, Yana or Jana again, all right. See, I've already botched one <laughs> name. I'm not sure which it is. Uh, the last <laughs> <name>. <laughs> yeah, Right, right. Um, she says, I need tips for running in high humidity. Since moving to Georgia, the humidity in the summer is killing me. I already sweat a lot, and now with the added humidity, I feel like I'm underwater when I try to run outside. Well, Yana or Jana, I I feel for you because that that truly was me, and I just am not not used to it. I mean, there's no escaping it, is there?
3: No, I mean you're obviously going to sweat more, mm-hmm. which means you're going to lose more fluids and more salt. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the the greater the humidity, you know, you got to kind of watch out with the the heat and humidity. There's there's charts um, mm-hmm. you can look up online to kind of see like when it starts to kind of get in the danger zone of mm-hmm. of where you might want to consider going inside. But what I would recommend is. Um, you want because, because as when you're when there's a high humidity, and I don't know how to, I'm not a scientist or a doctor, mm-hmm. but when there's high humidity, your body doesn't it can't release the heat. That's why the sweat sticks and stays. Oh. Like when you're in a dry area, mm. you've got um, that breeze or the, the, right. the air, it can can whisk it away.
1: Yeah, the evaporation, so you, the evaporation. I mean, it's the same right, reason why you know, things get like cooler after a rainstorm, right? Cause right, the- exactly, exactly.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so when you've got that thickness in the humidity there's in the air, your body can't, you know, doesn't take the sweat away, so you're really not getting cool. You're mm-hmm. just getting really wet. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that makes you sweat, yeah. So that makes you sweat more, and your body's trying to release the heat. Mm-hmm. Um, so... So, what I tell people is that before you even go outside to try to do some things um, to keep you cooler, to reduce your core temperature before you even get outside, like you know, like the elite athletes use those core, those ice vests and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. we can do things like an ice bandana. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, carry a frozen water bottle to kind of shift around on you mm. um, instead of having hot tea or coffee in the morning, drink an iced beverage, mm-hmm. um, you know, set out popsicles and little coolers along the way, you know, <laughs> and, and, you know, it, I love popsicles. Oh, my gosh, that's one of the best running things i think are the the little ones where you can just snap them off you know the top and suck on them (laughs) oh my gosh my
1: kids love those oh we well we we have otter pop brand ones out here i don't know if that's um jack gets them at costco usually so and the kids just adore otter pops
3: Yeah. where you get like a million of them Mm -hmm, for like, mm -hmm. you know,
1: oh yeah. So (laughs) yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, and there's (laughs) no nutritional value other than sugar and water. Yeah.
3: But they're they're a great way to kind of keep the ice and and the coolness, um, in you during those, when the humidity is really high because your core temperature does rise and that makes your heart rate go higher and that makes the effort feel worse. So, um, yeah. So in the humidity and again, like with, with any kind of, heat stuff you gotta adjust your expectations as well you're going to be running slower um, and it's going to feel a little bit harder
1: but do you really do that do you really put a hide a cooler somewhere of popsicles on your run like admit it or do you just tell people to do that
3: (laughs) the only the the only times where i see that done and i guess if i you know if i had a really important run maybe i would or run back home and grab a popsicle but i know that you know like group runs like our um Annapolis Striders, Uh they have coolers out along the way, uh, because we run on the B&A Trail, the Baltimore-Annapolis Trail, Uh and we have different stops, and there's coolers with ice and, you know, different drinks, and yeah, we'll stick in, you know, whatever you want there, so... But, yeah, on your own, I don't know how much you'd do it. But I know in the group runs, I mean, if you had a group of people together and everybody was in charge of a cooler or something, I don't
1: know. (laughs) Right, 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 right,
3: right. Put some goodies in. Um, But it is nice because it makes you, like, especially on those long runs, you know mile 10 or 12, you're going to be hitting that cooler with with ice and um, obstacles or whatever. So, yeah.
1: Right, right. And I have to say that – sarah from florida gave some practical tips like you were just giving and one that i had never heard before was um she said that icy hot that kind of like ben gay type stuff that you put on she said actually does a nice job of keeping you cool with the breeze interesting yeah right i I
3: never thought about that
1: yeah yeah i thought that was a super clever practical tip um, yes. and, 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 you know, and, and I've said before on this podcast that I sometimes will stop in at a Seven Eleven or plaid pantry and get some ice mm-hmm. from them or subway shop and, uh, put some ice, you know, under my baseball hat and my sports bra, um, in the front of my capris. I have been known to do that. So. <laughs> that kind of cool. right? <laughs> Are you a man enough to take it? <laughs> That's funny.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, any of those tricks of just, you know, keeping your your core temperature down but and you know it, it, but along with that we do need to make sure that you're running at your perceived effort rather than constantly staring at your watch because you're going to be running slower especially the first two to three weeks where you're acclimating um they, you know there are, again uh there are charts out there jack daniels um mm-hmm. who is my i love him he's a, yeah, one of he's the greatest awesome. coaches ever yeah awesome uh, guy. He yeah. Not the whiskey or
1: whatever there is. <laughs> well that too, but <laughs> together... I'm more of a vodka gal. If you like Jack Daniels, that's fine.
3: <laughs> I'm not picky. <laughs> um but he yeah, so he put together a chart on on how temperatures, different temperatures, um the percentage of that it'll increase your pace, you know, um based on the temperature. So at like seventy degrees you you can expect a six to seven percent increase in your your pace right, um right 80 degrees you're talking 12 to 15 percent increase 85 you're talking 18 to 20 wow. percent of an increase in your pace which can be very disheartening when you're out there running and all of a sudden you're looking and you're running a minute or two slower on your long run than you're you know usually do um but you got to just remember in the back of your head hey it's a lot hotter And this is normal for this to be happening. So
1: it also, I think those numbers are so important when you show up at a race and it's Mm -hmm. hot and you haven't had a chance to acclimate. Um, that, that you just, I mean, I think back to my two Boston Marathon experiences, um, (laughs) uh, you you know, that, and when you hear that the forecast is going to be that, that you just have to, you know, I mean, you hear a forecast, so maybe you hear it one or two days beforehand when it seems like it will actually pan out and you just have to kind of make peace with that race day is not going to be the race day that you dreamt it was going to be, that you worked so hard for that you have to except that those numbers from the very esteemed Jack Daniels it yes. are are accurate and that, yes. that that it's not possible. It's not you being a wuss. It's not you not trying hard enough. It's not you having not done the work. It's just it's that the weather sucks that day, and it's you know, sabotaging and some, you.
3: And something you might want to do, and, and, and anyone that's caught in that situation, is take your time, look at what the weather conditions were, and adjust it.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm and see. Oh. Yeah.
3: So if if it had been a great you know, weather, perfect weather conditions, what would that time, you know, equate to?
1: Oh, pl- yeah, please. The moment you're reading those off, I was making notes and Jack. <laughs> <laughs> and my Jack, not Jack Daniels, is really good at math. So I'm like, oh, he can totally figure out what 18 to 20% added to my time. Whereas I'm like, yeah, there's a way to do that. And I don't know how it is. <laughs> we'll leave
3: it then. <laughs> yeah but see but then, then then that makes you feel a little bit better like i'll even do that sometimes if you know with age grade <laughs> right, right. Not, not, this isn't a heat a heat uh, comment but yeah i'll even do that with you know you could do that like okay for over 40 in this temperature and then oh, you'll be running you know wow she ran a
1: 315 <laughs> look that you and i can teach a really com- like a 300 level math course it's like right. how to adjust your race finishes based on age and temperature
3: that's right. And, uh, you know, I will find a way to make you feel good about your race. <laughs> right. right. Oh my gosh. We should totally. If you, 20, if you were 20 and
1: running in 40 degree temperature, you would run a world record. And, yeah. and, and on flat ground. Oh my gosh, Christine, you and I should totally do this as a gag at the retreat after the happy girls. That'd be so much fun. No,
3: that would fun. Okay. Oh got the couch.
1: Here. totally break out the calculator be, or be more, even more awesome like if we could have like an app oh. that would do this and there we, we would like set up a booth and there could be like carnival music playing and, and it's like we, I'll like have a cane and you can have a top hat and we'll be like step right up we'll tell you what your time could have been that's good i like that (laughs) and we can serve popsicles oh my gosh it's awesome (laughs) (laughs) awesome. thus a side business was born (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness oh gosh okay so so um back to the questions i have to say i love this admission from kim she says i'm contemplating becoming a summer swimmer slash winter runner is that selling out no not at all. no no <laughs> next question yeah.
3: yeah no i think you know i think um anytime you're especially in the conditions where it could be you know dangerous to to run outside if you're talking like over 90 and mm-hmm. 60 70 humidity and your run is going to end up being a walk suffer fest mm-hmm. um why not why not get in the pool and um and do something different i'm all you know i think it's I mean, of course, I run most of the year, so um, you know I'm a year-round runner. Mm-hmm. But if you're living in Florida, when I lived in Florida during the summer, I did a lot of swimming. And I tell you what, you get into some great all-over shape mm-hmm. um, from from having some diversity in your activities. So if she's okay with that, and she isn't like addicted to running in those hot con- conditions, then yeah, go and then throw in some aqua jogging on top of it, or right Um, you know to keep up her running portion of it but yeah do i mean do what makes you happy it makes you feel comfortable
1: so then when you though let's say kim or someone listening does you know maybe take six weeks eight weeks off from running and switches to to doing you know lake swimming or pool swimming or whatever it is then what's the advice on coming back because i would think you know so there your body wasn't putting up with all the pounding um you know how do you ease back into it
3: yeah um well, the good news is is that you know once once you have been a runner, even if you've taken off a couple of months, coming back isn't isn't like coming back brand new, starting mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. nothing. So but you do still have to kind of ease back in. Um, I typically say, let's start with three days a week. Something easy, you know, and it depends on where the person was at before and what they're comfortable with. Um, but just going out for the first two or weeks, three times a week, you know, maybe 30, 40 minutes. Uh, walking can be involved if you need to. And just mm-hmm. kind of feel it out and see what your body remembers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then usually after three or four weeks, people start to feel like, hey, you know, I remember this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Their body starts to say, you know, hey, I remember, you know, running and 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 the pounding. And just making sure um, that you're not doing too much too soon and you're not trying to train or run where you left off mm, mm-hmm. and remembering that you're you know, kind of restarting, not from total scratch, but you are kind of reminding your body that, that this is something you're going to start doing again. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's hard to give specifics on mileage and stuff like that, um, but, but I would say start with three days a week for three weeks or so and then maybe add a fourth day and, and then see where you're at.
1: Mm-hmm. So we have a question from Ellen that we've sort of touched on before, but um, at, well, let's ask it straight up. Um, at what point during a hot and humid run should you cut it short? She said, I'm in hot and humid St. Louis and often wondering if I'm pushing too long when it's sweltering outside. Is misery, simple misery enough, or are there other symptoms to point me home?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah, this is probably a good place to talk about heat stroke and heat Mm -hmm. exhaustion I would I would think Um, Yeah, definitely yeah I mean you know I kind of alluded to earlier um there's different charts out there they'll tell you different things but anytime you're climbing up into the upper 80s 90s and you're getting to 50 60 70 percent humidity that's usually when they'll start saying okay you know uh, if you're elderly or have breathing problems (laughs) and all that kind of stuff and so when I I hear that stuff I think okay this might be a little bit of a red flag for my run today Mm. um and certainly, if it's in the first couple of weeks of you acclimating to heat, you probably should take that run inside or mm-hmm. find something different to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but if, you know, if you do decide to go out there, you just have to be careful of the signs that, that it is time to head back home. You know, if you start to feel really weak or dizzy or your pulse rate starts to skyrocket or you start mm-hmm. to feel nauseous or irritable mm-hmm. or you have, like, Weird muscle pains, Mm -hmm. um, things like that, or confusion. That's the time to to get home and cool yourself down.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, yeah, and don't don't. Sometimes people kind of stop sweating, and that's a that's a red flag.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I think so. Yes, I think that's that. If you stop sweating, you start feeling really hot and dry. Mm -hmm. That I think you're more to the. Whatever the worst one is, which one's the worst? I think, worst one? You think exhaustion.
1: Heat oh, I don't know. Heat stroke. Okay, I yeah. don't know either. <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> Again, the doctors who are listening are like, "Oh, those morons." <laughs> Whatever the worst one is, yeah, right, I think right.
3: that. Yes, if you if that happens, yeah, yeah, that's pretty bad. You definitely want to. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. to and I mean, I even, think, you know, yeah, I, you know, I was going to say, or maybe even think of at least calling home and getting a ride, or uh, maybe going in somewhere and asking for assistance from somebody, that sort of thing.
3: Yeah. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. But, you know, if, if, if you're on the fence and you, and you are running and you start to, you know, anytime you start to feel that dizziness and, and where, um, you kind of, you know, you start to feel kind of like sick a little bit and that's happened to me before where you just like, the heat is just getting to you. Don't fight through it. Just go home. It's not, it's not worth it.
1: That's a good call. Don't fight through it. Yeah. Um, so yes. And, uh, Lee from Arkansas, she replied to Ellen's question on Facebook and she said that, uh, the older she gets, the less she can tolerate running in the heat. So she, um, Arkansas is just South of Missouri. Um, mom, yes, I was paying attention enough to know that in geography class. Um, yes. and, um and that, you know, that, uh, going to, a, on a treadmill, you know, is so you can still get your run on, you just stay inside and do it.
3: Yeah. And you know, all summer long, you can do that for your important runs. If you, if it's really important for you to make sure that you can see those marathon race pace, you know, miles or your, your intervals for your 5k training, those are the days where you're, you should take it inside. And there's some places that have indoor tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to live in, when I was in North Carolina, we had, albeit it was a 200 meter track, so oh, it would boy. drive me a little crazy, <laughs> <laughs> but it was, Side, So it was cooler and I could do intervals and things um, of that nature on there that I really wanted to kind of nail my paces.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I got to say, I just had newfound respect for people who train for marathons. Like I was thinking about the um, Marine Corps marathon, the people when I that just that one run in Maryland, I was like, oh, I'm not sure. Yeah. I could, I'm not sure I could hang with it. It just. Is. Oh, you
3: could. Because you'll acclimate. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, I, it's it's ironic that, that we're doing this show today because we're having a little bit of a cold snap. I mean, I, as I record this, I'm wearing a sweater and I've been running in capris. Like this morning, Molly and I wow. ran um, two miles, two bar class and then two miles home. And I wore capris in a tank top because otherwise I get too hot in the studio. And I was downright chilly, like bo- <laughs> going both directions. Um, wow. yeah. So, um, Lucky you. So, I know. So don't hate me. Don't hate me. Uh, <laughs> don't hate me. Cause I'm beautiful. Um, and, um that it was, and uh, <laughs> but, but I was, yeah, I wore capris yesterday and it's, um, uh, yeah, it's a little chilly out here. So, yeah. um, and overcast, it does not feel like summer vacation here. <laughs> um, so we have a somewhat related question to the treadmill and when it's too hot. Um, and this comes to us from Keely and she says, how hot is, is too hot? When is it better just to skip a run? She says, I tried running the other night, not thinking about how hot it was. I kept having to stop and walk, and I felt like I couldn't breathe. So, yeah. again, just go yeah. to that heat scale, would you say?
3: I was going to say, you got you got to be able to breathe to run. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You think? <laughs> Make sure you have that, yeah. I mean, that, I mean, yeah, that for sure is a definite red flag, and don't fight for it fight through that, just go back home. But yeah, I think like like any, and again, on any weather, um, you know, websites and stuff, they have those charts. But again, I, I, I personally think anything from 85 to 90 and once you start getting to 60, 70% humidity um, Mm -hmm. is when you should really start to consider being inside or doing some kind of other, you know, water-based outdoor activity. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially if it's early on in, in your, acclimating to the to the heat Mm -hmm. just not worth it just not worth it plus plus you're never you're not gonna be satisfied with the run anyway that's a good point Um, like she said she had to keep stopping and walking and she couldn't breathe so boy that was a you know that that's yeah that stinks
1: hashtag epic fail (laughs) yeah
3: (laughs) yeah so it's not fun so but i get wanting to get out there and try and, and and i have no problem with anyone doing that um you know especially as they they do acclimate to the heat get out there and if after 10 minutes you're still struggling then you know just take it into the treadmill or elliptical or bike or swim or whatever. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
1: And I have to say, speaking of breathing, a summer condition that is not heat or humidity, but is a big thing out here is forest fires and wildfires. Mm. wildfires. And that that's another thing not to mess around with. And this is just truly just a little sidebar to it. But I um, used to have to go to Salt Lake City twice a year for a trade show and And one summer was there and there were just really bad wildfires and no, it was inversion because that, you know, Salt Lake City is in a valley. And so, um, the, um, and maybe, maybe, I don't know, maybe inversion does, it definitely wouldn't happen in a coastal place like Maryland, but, um, Mm -hmm. but that, uh, that what happens is then the, um, I don't know, like cold air, hot air, something comes in and all the pollution gets held down. And so whether that's from car emissions or from wildfires. And so they were saying like, oh, you know, again, a case of, you know, elderly people shouldn't be outside. People with, yeah. you know, um, breathing issues, all that stuff. And so here I was the, you know, idiot from Portland not knowing about these things because I hadn't experienced it. And went out running, and for the rest of the day, I was hacking like I had emphysema. And, And people were saying that they were like, oh, you know, an hour spent running in conditions like that is like smoking two packs of cigarettes oh my gosh I, just, I did not know that i was just like oh that was a really stupid thing to do <laughs> oh uh, that's
3: awful yeah so oh, man so well, and did it affect you while you were running like did you feel it while you were running too or just after oh, the run?
1: Could, it was unpleasant certainly but um yeah. but i um yeah and, and, and it happens i mean we've had oh gosh i remember driving uh last summer there were all the wildfires and and Portland actually is in a valley and so it was just really really low and they were saying people should not be outside running because of it or running or biking or doing other exercise so yeah so that's another thing to to take seriously and to again you know you saying it's really not going to be a gratifying experience and let alone it won't be healthy for you so don't do it so.
3: Yeah, and that, yeah, and that's, yeah, the whole air quality thing also you can find easily on, on you know, online or, or usually the weather channel and stuff like that. Right. So give you right. some guidelines.
1: Right, right. So now you've kind of um, flirted around with um, something that Kimberly asked us, and she says, uh, does deep water running count, and is it a good substitution on sweltering days? And I know you are, have always been a big proponent of, of deep water running.
3: Yes, I love aqua jogging mm-hmm. and have. Um, well, I won't say I love it, but <laughs> it's a great alternative when you when you have to. In my in the days where I've been injured, I will definitely use um, deep water running. Yeah. Uh, it's easy mm-hmm. um, in the summertime. You know, we have. You know, usually fairly good access to pools or other mm-hmm. bodies of water mm-hmm. um all it takes is a little aqua jogging belt and actually you can even do it without one um well, that's because hardcore. if you keep that's yeah badass. if you're keep, yeah it's not you know it's it, i did it one time because i was at the pool and i thought oh, i'm gonna do some aqua jogging but i didn't have my belt with me and i was like i'm just gonna get in and see and it's definitely you get in there it's a little bit harder, but um, it's not as bad as you think. So if you don't want to invest in an aqua belt, I don't think you have to have one. You can get in and experiment. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I I I love that option, and what you can do is and, – and this also goes for any other kind of indoor cardio machines or whatever – is to convert your run that you have planned that day mm-hmm. to time and then do that time and about that effort um, – In the water or on the bike or the elliptical or or whatever. Mm -hmm. And just count that as your run.
1: Right, 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 right. I did uh, deep water running when I was pregnant with the twins because I wasn't allowed to Mm -hmm. run outside with the pounding and so it's another you know it doesn't doesn't have to be summertime if you're pregnant to to, to take in the advantages of yeah. of uh, aqua jogging so right. yeah so in aqua yeah. jogging are we going to throw that phrase out along with the just regular jogging or are we you just dove right in <laughs> 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 to that phrase <laughs>
3: aqua running <Yeah>. aqua <laughs> there we go
1: there we go yeah 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 <laughs> so and here is a great training question from Ashley um and this was... I was like, oh, that's a good one. I I hadn't thought of that. She said, um, I'd be interested to hear about proper cool-down. Should a cool-down be longer during really hot weather? Is it bad to immediately escape into A.C. or a cool shower?
3: No. I I mean... I- I cool down immediately, like, and I'm assuming she means cool down, like, you know, after you're done running, what, is she, what exactly does she do? Oh, I don't, I'm, don't know I'm, she I'm means imagining,
1: yeah, I'm thinking like, you know, like yesterday I had a pretty hard workout and then had to, you know, run easy 15 minutes before I went in, you yes, know. Yes, I
3: think that's fine. I think that's fine. You know, you definitely still want to um, do whatever the running cool down portion mm-hmm. is. So if she's doing intervals or tempo and she's got a 10 minute cool down to do. Um, definitely still keep the body moving for that period of time. It could be walking though. I mean, if it's a really hot day, Mm -hmm. the point is that you just want to kind of still keep your body moving and but bring your heart rate back down. Mm -hmm. Um, you don't want to just stop. Um, so, so yeah, I would say keep the cool down if it's, you know, crazy, crazy hot, she can decrease it a little bit, but I would still, I usually will look at my my heart rate, um, Mm -hmm during the cool down and once I get to whatever my number my number is usually below 120 or so then I will know that okay I'm I'm kind of in a good spot now where I can get inside Mm -hmm. um but after that that the the cooling down process can yeah, she can jump into the pool, a stream, you know, Mm -hmm. AC. I hose off. I have a hose outside. Look at you and and I will just (laughs) I do. I just so classy you are Christine. (laughs) I know, I know. My neighbors probably think I'm ridiculous. But yeah, so I just turn on the hose and I basically shower down outside (laughs) with the hose. And uh yeah.
1: There's a couple houses here in my neighborhood that I know have outdoor showers. And love I, that. Oh, I'm so envious of them. Like one of my yeah. friends used to live about 10 blocks away. I'm like, oh, Mary's got an outdoor shower. No <laughs> fair.
3: <laughs> I love outdoor showers. Yeah. And actually, I think the reason I probably hose off outside is growing up. My dad, he had an outdoor showered the house and when he would come back from runs oh. he had a little bar of soap there and he would just sh- shower right oh, nice. there and, uh, nice. <laughs> so uh, since I don't have you know an actual shower I just you know squirt uh-huh. the hose all over me, right. so but it feels great and it does immediately kind of cool you down yeah. um, so that's a good way to, to to bring your core temperature back down pretty quickly
1: right 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 Oh, my goodness. The the poor man's outdoor shower. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Um, So, so, all right. As long as we're talking about water, let's dive into some hydration-related questions. See what I did there again? That dive in. Um, So, um, (laughs) here is this question from Gina. And this is a very common complaint. We also got it from uh, um, Val and Jennifer. Uh, Gina said, I tend to get headaches often after I run in the heat. I've really been working on hydration. What's the story with salt tablets on longer runs? She is starting to train for a half marathon in July.
3: Yeah, I kind of feel like there's two questions going on there that may or may not be related. So the headache, a lot of it's it's not that uncommon that people get headaches in the heat. Mm. Um, it's usually, from from what I know, and again, you know, I'm not a doctor, <laughs> but they're they're usually harmless and, you know, some over-the-counter pain meds can can help. Mm-hmm. Um, but it could – you also want to make sure that you are hydrating well. It could be a hydration issue. You know, you can get a headache in the afternoon while you're not running at all and it could be a hydration issue. Mm-hmm. Um, so – and and obviously, you want to have a balance of electrolytes in your system to primary – you know, the, primarily the salt. And, and then the fluid levels need to be, uh, balanced. Mm -hmm. Um, if you have too much of one, you know, too much water, not enough salt, you can go into the hypotremia. Um, and then obviously the the opposite would be the dehydration. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, salt, I mean, you gotta have salt. And -hmm. if you look at any sports drink or, you know, um, different goos and stuff that are available, they're all going to have some sodium in them because sodium helps, uh, increase the rate of fluid absorption. Mm -hmm. Um, there's been some studies now and I, I only brief, briefly glanced over this but they now they're saying if there's carbo if you have a sports drink that has sodium but it has carbohydrates in it as well it doesn't absorb as well so oh.
1: so all the more reason to all the more reason to drink noon because it doesn't have carbohydrates exactly,
3: in it exactly yep. to, mm-hmm. to drink noon or to take it in some other form like the salt tabs or whatever mm-hmm. so drinking the water and taking in salt tabs yeah. um, but most most beverages like the noon typically and I don't I'd have to look at the noon to see exactly how much sodium they have but most of them are formulated to have about the amount of sodium that you need to have mm-hmm. um, but if you're a heavy salt sweater mm-hmm. you know if you if you're finishing runs and you're like covered with white mm-hmm. uh-huh. <laughs> and your and, you're, and your dog doesn't stop licking you when you get home <laughs> <laughs> that might mean you need some extra salt um, yeah. you know sodium in in your um in your uh Diet. during your runs oh, so yeah, yeah. Okay. so yeah so like i think the the average they say for people is about 400 um, milligrams per hour when you're out there sweating mm. um and uh and if you're really heavy sweater you know you could go could more than that too much salt doesn't it's not necessarily going to hurt you but it doesn't have any benefit either mm-hmm. so if you take a couple of salt tabs and you don't really need them. I don't think it's going to – and again, I'm
1: not a doctor. <laughs> right, right, right. I mean but, we, uh, we wouldn't yeah. be telling people to take salt tablets every day because yeah. then that might right. you know, result in high blood pressure <clears throat> or something yes. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: So, I think, I think the, the average runner that has like the Noon or I know Goo makes uh, some products with um, sodium in them. If you're good with those and you take them on a regular basis during your run, you're probably fine when you're sweating heavily. Mm-hmm. Um, but – there might be situations where a tab might be useful.
1: Yeah. So, cause I'm holding my hand a little shake, 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 uh, yep. rock electrolyte capsules with ginger root, which there you go. Yeah. So those are, um, I think what you're referring to that they have, um, if I, had some cheater glasses on i could actually read the ingredients but i do know that um i'm pretty sure it has sodium magnesium potassium but then also the ginger root is to Mm -hmm. um kind of calm your stomach down because as we all know um sometimes you know maybe eating stuff on a run can make you feel kind of queasy or just the heat can make you feel kind of queasy
3: i actually think that's great because it it the reason most people that use salt tabs are going to be out there longer. You're, mm-hmm. You know, you're not taking a salt tab if you're going out for an hour run. Right. You're going to be taking salt tabs if you're out there two or three or more hours. So um, having that gentle mm-hmm. uh, component to it is really beneficial.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. And yeah. the
3: other, any of the other electrolytes too.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, so all right. So on a somewhat related question to staying well hydrated, Carrie um, says outside toilet stops. Taking on water (laughs) to keep hydrated is a fine balance on a long run with no lose. And um, oh, another Sarah wants to know the same thing. And guess who has an answer for this? (laughs) I'll let you take this. Yeah.
3: So the this one pee pee issues. (laughs) I was
1: going to say in the anal's of um peeing (gasps) outside. Oh, I did it again. Oh my goodness! I went there. I went there. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so um so in the compendium of what I have written about in my experience of peeing outdoors you know I have talked on this podcast that I have um sat on a planter here in Portland and, uh, you know, pretended like I was like tying my shoe as I peed or that um, when I've done it in Connecticut, that where there is no shortage of stone walls, I have sat on a stone wall and just peed through my capris because I know that there are some people who are shy about, you know, pulling down their shorts or their capris or that type of thing when they're outside in nature. So that the, the reason I suggest all these things is because then if you can muster it, you can just pee through your bottoms. And the thing is, is if you know, we've talked about that you're already soaking wet from sweat, probably. So to me, and you know, like let's let's just really dive into the subject that that the pee that you're putting out, say you know, ninety minutes into a long run, isn't like the same type of pee that you've stored overnight. You know, right. like it is mainly yeah. like water with maybe some stuff that your bodies decide to get rid of but it is largely just now body temperature water that's gone from from your mouth through yeah. your system and out the other side so i think people really just sort of you know need to get over the icky factor and the the reason why i don't just stand there and do it while i'm, while I'm standing up is because then it does trickle down into your shoes and that's Kind of not very pleasant. (laughs) Um. So that. So that my new. That's where the line is for you,
3: right? (laughs) It is. It is. And I have done it.
1: I I, I, I have done it. But. uh, Um. That. But so my new way of doing it. So. So forget planters. Forget stone walls. Um. Curbs. I've done that too. But. Um. I think I mentioned it that. Um. While I was running with my um guy friend Will, I sat down on a guardrail and um had my bum on one side the guard my. Bombing my other lady and my lady parts on the one side of the guardrail, so that it felt it was like a big metal divide between that and my shoes. so you know but sat there and anyone who you know and i mean will didn't know i was peeing and you know anyone who would have driven or ridden their bike by wouldn't have had been in the any the wiser and so that you know yeah. just kind of stopped it then from running from siphoning down the back of my capris yeah. into the into the socks and shoes so right. um right yeah so, you know, but there is always, if, if, you know, if none of the, if drop and trow or peeing on a, you know, on a stone wall doesn't, doesn't suit your personality, you know, you can always go into a Starbucks, a McDonald's, a yes, 7-Eleven, yes. a gas station, you know, I yes, mean.
3: Yes, pee, pee friendly routes. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I yes. mean,
1: is it, it, is this true in Crofton or is this just a Portland phenomenon that there's so much rehabbing of houses going on that, honestly we probably pass 10 porta potties on an hour-long run
3: yeah we don't have a ton here but yes th- th- that that does happen where there are some porta potties and and I also we have a golf cor- course as oh, part yep. of our yep. um, neighborhood and so there's a, um, a couple spots where I can hit the golf course and there's some some uh, stuff there that I can could use to go to the bathroom. Yeah, that's the porta potties, but the nice
1: porta potties. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a good point. We actually there's a um, golf course um, about two miles from my house. That actually, um, as part of the clubhouse, you can just stop in, and it's a public yeah, course. It's, so it's, I'm not suggesting that people, you know, go up to, you know, a, a private, you know, Trump-owned golf course. You know, course, what? You, know?
3: <laughs> you walk. You walk- you know, but you walk in like you know what you're doing, and you go to the bathroom. No one's going to say anything. Oh, that's I mean, that's like, totally the I'm truth. Not, I'm not an expert, but I do that all the time. I don't belong to our golf club, right. <laughs> just, but I but I know the bathrooms well.
1: <laughs> right, right. Or like if you run into kind of an urban setting, like a hotel. I mean, you know, for oh, yeah, all they know, you're, just, you're a guest. Yes. Yeah. 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 I just walk yeah. In, yes. I know. I, the I attitude. Mean, no
3: one's going to. You know. No one's gonna going to deny you to go into the bathroom, but um, but also, you know, one of the things that uh, to, that helped me too is, is sometimes in the summertime, like I'll wear um, shorter uh, shorts or the ones that are more flowy, mm-hmm. and you don't even have to take those down. You can just yep. if you squat behind a tree and just kind of move it yep. over, girlfriend. I hear you what you're pick. saying. I have. <laughs> so you don't have to you know so you don't have to fully you know fully pull down your pants you can just kind of move it over a little bit
1: (laughs) exactly I have done that exact same thing and that that was when I wore running skirts that's why I like the ones with just the um not the boy shorts but the ones that had um like like the type the type of thing what do you what do cheerleaders call those things that they wear under their little skirts you know, that type of mm-hmm. thing. So whatever those are called, mm-hmm. you know, like that type of like, it's like a bikini bottom underneath there. So there's, you know, it's mm-hmm. a whole lot easier to uh, move it aside. Um, so yes. All right. So there, I think we have covered the um, peeing on the run um, <laughs> portion of the show.
3: And I, and, I, and I do carry a little toilet paper with me, just throwing that out there. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. I'm a, I'm a shake it, shake the dew off the the lily.
3: You well, know. In, case, in case there's more going on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right, all or right. Alex is probably yeah. about to bark right now. <laughs> um, he's communing with my cat right now, who sometimes likes to come and look in our window. So I have, and he loves Miller. So <laughs> he was taking a picture. Oh. Um, so all right. Um, uh, with most Mother Runner things, we're going to end this with laundry. Um. And this question comes from Elizabeth. She says, and I just love this question. Just love it. So I'm going to read the whole thing, and then I'm going to read a, one hilarious response from, from somebody on the Facebook page. So Elizabeth says, any advice on laundry? I run in Texas, and my clothes are literally dripping after early morning runs. I had to throw out a fabric hamper last summer because it got perma-stink from my running clothes, and my bathroom has a constant low-level smell of sweaty socks. Yuck. Short of doing laundry after every run, are there any tips to keep things not quite so stinky? And so Yvonne wrote, Have more boys, you'll never notice your smell. <laughs> That's great. So awesome. Ah. So awesome. And um there was a practical tip, then Kathy chimed in. She said uh she said, I've heard those little silica gel packs do wonders, the kind that come in shoes and purses, etc. Um, just keep in mind, if you have small children, that they shouldn't eat them. And the same goes for pets. And so Kathy says she hasn't tried that, but she um, hope it helps and, and she uh, thinks it will. So um, do you have any suggestions, Christine, for, um, you know, kind of keep it down the stink until you can do the laundry? Yeah, watering? you know,
3: uh, well, there. luckily this is, you know, a, pro- a problem that has, you know, uh, hit a lot of people. A lot of people have this problem. So industries have come up with all kinds of cool stuff. Stuff and, mm. and if she's willing to perhaps look into purchasing some new clothes. Because I find like my older stuff tends to be the oh, stinkiest. Gosh. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So and that's like the, the the stuff that you can't get the, the smell out of. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are shirts now that have and my brother has a couple of these. They're really cool. They have like these little silver nanoparticles in oh, them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they're supposed. Yes. Yeah, and they're supposed to keep the stink out mm-hmm. just completely, you know, free somehow mm-hmm. and there also are copper shirts mm-hmm. and they're supposed to kill um 99 of any bacteria nice. and hunters actually use those shirts oh
1: um, so they, so they, they can't so,
3: be detected yet.
1: right right clever. so their scent
3: can't be yeah so mm-hmm. and they do i think most of the stuff is is hunter related but they do make some just basic sport type shirts and and bottoms um and then a lot of clothes now also just have that antimicrobial um finish on them Mm -hmm. i think that eventually does kind of wash out so Mm -hmm. i think you know unfortunately and i don't know you know now that i'm talking Mm -hmm. i feel like i've i've heard of some kind of product that you can either spray on or wash it that might put that back kind of into the fabric Hmm. Hmm. um and also there's charcoal there's charcoal in fabrics now too and workout clothes that can um help prevent the stink but other than that man i just throw a lot of detergent
1: (laughs) do you think do you think though do you think speaking of charcoal do you think maybe you could put a couple like like charcoal pellets like at the bottom of your um hamper or like i don't know or cedar balls that sort of thing yes
3: you know Uh, know, the Maybe someone will want to experiment with that. Um, but definitely, like, this, the cedar is good. Um, I'll be as <laughs> as silly as, like, because I have a pile. I think all runners do. We have a pile, right? Yeah. So I have a pile in my bathroom, and I'll just spray it with some Febreze.
1: <laughs> oh, God, I can't stand the smell of Febreze. My gosh. Uh, I think
3: we've talked about that yeah, before. But, yeah, yeah I, I like I like Febreze, and I'll, like, spray it with a little
1: Febreze. <laughs> I just think I just think that it makes a new nastier smell like it just it, I don't know it just is so
3: I don't know if it helps or not but yeah. like I know I'm not gonna be to it and then you know for a right. day until like until I wash it or I might
1: grab it the next morning and put it on again oh yeah so. oh please well that's the great thing now about it being cooler now I'm like oh I've I just hang up my stuff and I'll wear it again tomorrow but um I also did I think I've mentioned before on the podcast that I when I lived in San Francisco I had a clothesline and that was awesome because particularly yeah, I was a, I was a rower, so I wasn't, my clothes didn't get as sweaty and it was San Francisco, so it was cooler all the time. So I would just, so then also things were outside in the sun, which works as, as mm-hmm. you know, kills off bacteria as well. Mm-hmm. And so things, you know, they definitely um, didn't smell fabulous, but they, they kept them out of the house, too. You know, that was yeah. good.
3: And, and that, and then, and yeah, and when I, sh- when I do my outdoor shower, yes. I'll rinse my clothes off really good while I'm showering, there you go. There and you then go. I'll usually hang them in. I'll hang them in the garage, yeah, and they'll dry out there. So, yeah.
1: so then your garage smells really bad. But... <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but I do have to say, have we not? Have you not tried Sweatex detergent?
3: I have. I was going to wait for you to mention that. That, but... is, that yes, is some
1: uh... miracle stuff. Miracle.
3: That works. Really, really good. I use that on my son's stuff, and he oh. stinks worse than me.
1: So. <laughs> <laughs> I right, see. Back to the having boys. boy. She never knows your own smell, but yes.
3: but, I know, but it's true. But <laughs>
1: the Sweatex sport detergent, it is so um, that I, I over the years of being a writer, I have tried a lot, a lot of sports detergents, and you know, I might I get optimistic each time, and I'm like, oh, this is the one that's gonna work, and um, finally, finally, Sweatex is the one that works, and it is just. It's it's miraculous, and then yeah, I don't, yeah, but then the key also is then to not put your stuff in the dryer because I think whatever yes, little bacteria point. escaped the Sweat-X then can just yeah, it's hot, we're going to multiply now, and yes, and yes, yeah, mm-hmm. so and
3: I also think that drying any of those technical fabrics. So if you do have something with you know the the, the copper or the you know all that mm-hmm. stuff, antibacterial stuff on it well, drying it i think will only um increase the rate of it deteriorating and yeah. effectiveness you know
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah definitely cuts down on its um longevity yeah yeah so all right well good well we have we have covered a lot of ground. It's like a great run, Christine. We have covered a lot of ground. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> And I'm and
3: I'm sweating. I'm sweating a
1: little. <laughs> so, uh so we're let's make our way over to train like a mother club with Dimity
0: Hey, hey, everybody, it's Dimity here with your Train Like a Mother Club corner. I am sitting at my desk in Denver on a Wednesday morning. Friday morning, I will be winging my way east to Portland, Maine to do our swim run adventure that my friend Katie and I are have been training for we have decided that if we don't need the required compass and we don't need to hook up the required bungee cord for the swim portion you only have to use that if it's really stormy or foggy out then we're going to have a great time so it's going to be a win no matter what In the meantime, I wanted to give you a train like a mother club corner. Uh, It's coming from Kristen, who is in the ultra program. She is training for a 50 miler, but she also um, is the BAM ambassador in the 26.2 go and crush the distance program. So um, this was actually in that latter group. It's a picture of her and her brother uh, tubing behind a motorboat. And it says, um, although this is not running, training has brought me here. Yesterday I was out on the lake with my brother. I'm almost 45 and he's almost 56. Last year we ran the Superior Trail Marathon together. This year he's running it again, and his encouragement is part of the reason I checked the box for the 50 mile this time around. We were never close growing up, hello 11 year age gap, but sharing goals and training at the same time has allowed us to spend more time together and grow closer now that we are adults. So far, we've run four half marathons and five marathons together. And thanks to the strength circuits, I can also outlast him while we're tubing. I'm just so grateful for all the little things that are really big things that training and racing has done for me the past few years. just thought that was really sweet uh, because sometimes it's not about the miles. It's about the relationships that form through the miles or the relationships that are strengthened. So great job, Kristen. The tubing looks fun. Um, If you are listening to this on Sunday morning, send uh, me and Katie a little uh, good vibe strength slash don't get lost vibe. And uh, we will talk to you next week. Take care. Bye.
1: All right. We only have a few slots. I think maybe three slots left in our Eau Claire, Wisconsin retreat, our run and refresh retreat. Speaking of refreshing, uh that is next may 3rd through 6th may 3rd is dimity's birthday how fun would that be to get to celebrate dimity's birthday with her in person um and uh, look at that even you were like yeah that sounds good uh so <laughs> so and so there's just a few slots left in that and you can register for that on our website anothermotherrunner.com you can also find details if you want to go more exotic
2: exotic
1: that's how you say that word. Um, we are going, Dim and I and coach Jen Gill are going to be in Mexico at Rancho La Puerta. It's just South of the border and um, about 45 minutes from the San Diego airport. We're going to be there in early February. It is going to be so delightful and we're going to be sharing recipes from Rancho La Puerta over the next couple months on our website. Another Mother or two entice you. So um, yes, so you can register for that and uh, find all the details on our site again another mother com, and um, our podcast today was produced in portland oregon by alex ward from sounds like pictures many happy miles that i hope you get to cool off afterward